DHT, as you and I both know, is when testosterone turns into dihydrotestosterone, that can actually cause the hair loss on a hormonal side. So some of the things that work is evening primrose oil, pumpkin seed oil, barrage oil, nettle root, saw palmetto, all of those are natural DHT blockers that women can use to be able to decrease the DHT in their body. Hello everyone, Dr. Anna Kabeca here with Couch Talk. Today I have Dr. Shalini Lodgy from Houston who is here to talk with us about hair loss, a really important topic that we as women really hate when we start to feel hair loss. Yes. And it is just something that is really, it's one of those things that may torment us at periods of stress, periods yes. of imbalance and inflammation. So Shell, it's great to have you here today. I want to just- Great to be here, here. Anna. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Now, we just I just found out at the beginning of this call that both Shell and I went to Emory in overlapping times. Yes. He was a medical student there while I was a resident. And then just from here in Georgia. So we were both yep. for our, our Georgia teams last night. Yes, yes. Great to have him, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And Dr. Shell is really a well-sought-after speaker. She has been lecturing on hormones and hair loss and feminine rejuvenation around the country. I've met her through our friend JJ Virgin and have done various things with her, including interviewed her on our Sexy Younger You Summit. It's just great to have another OBGYN in this functional space and in this really healthy aging space too that are looking at really tangible options and solutions for some of these things that are so difficult. So welcome. Thank you, and it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And we are definitely discussing one of the hot topics amongst women right now because, you know, and we wouldn't think so, but 80% of all women will have noticeable hair loss by the time they're 60. Isn't that crazy? Oh, it's horrible. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I myself have experienced it, which is what got me into it about 14 years ago. So, My story kind of goes like this. I was in my 30s, had my second child, Zaid, who's now 14, and all of a sudden, I'm in my postpartum phase, and I'm just thinking, I don't look the same. What is going on with my hair? And both of these areas in the frontal areas are just disappearing, literally, to the point where I did not want to leave the house. I mean, I got to the point where I just really got down about it. And I know hundreds and thousands of women out there are feeling the same way when their hormones start fluctuating and their hair starts escaping. In fact, about 56 million men and women experience hair loss in the U.S. alone. That's a lot of people. A lot of people that are affected. And some people think you have to live with it. You can't gain it back. But I had the same thing, this temporal hair loss pattern that went way back to here. It was that male pattern baldness. Yes. Horrible. Oh, my gosh. So, so heartbreaking because it really affects how we see each other. It affects how other people see us. And it really does affect our self-esteem. So everything else might be going great in our lives. But if our hair is disappearing or thinning or just breaking, we don't look the same and we don't feel good about it. So it's one of those things that I really enjoy talking about because it's important to really figure out why is this happening and for women out there to understand the science behind why it's happening. 
Yes. And, and yeah. often the theory, you know, initially is that, oh, well, it must be your thyroid. It must be your thyroid. But there's yes. a lot more to it than that. So it really talk is. about this hair loss and the science behind it. Absolutely. So let's kind of talk about the different phases of hair loss. First of all, I think it's important to understand that there are three different phases to hair follicles. So ideally, 80 to 90% of your hair should be in the antigen phase, which is the growth phase. That's the good phase. We want it to be there. About two to 3% only should be in the catagen phase, which is the transition phase. And then the third phase is the resting phase, which is called telogen. And about 10 to 15% needs to be there. Now what happens is that's not always the case. And so when you have hair in the catagen and the telogen too much, you're gonna start losing hair because it's no longer in the growth phase. And what affects this, it's called telogen effluvium. And that's a phase that's resulting in overall thinning of hair. So when that happens, some of the causes could be stress. And we know a lot of women are under a lot of chronic stress. Toxins, fungal infections, nutritional deficiencies, and of course, your favorite and mine, hormonal imbalances. Mm -hmm. So hormonal imbalances is a huge part of it, but we have to remember there are other things that could also contribute to this. And that is the main type of hair loss. And that is what I said, the telogen effluvium type of hair loss. The other ones are androgenica alopecia, which is sort of the male pattern hair loss. So there are some people that go through that. And then of course there's alopecia, which a very small percentage of people go through that. And there's some others, but those are probably too minor to really worry about. The telogen is the one that I would worry about. And so then let's talk about what are some of the causes that get women to start losing their hair in their 40s. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but my 40s were some of my best years, right? I mean, you know what you're doing. You know you're, you're in control of your life. You've already had your kids mostly. And you're feeling like, you know, you've got your life back in your own hands, Right. But then you start losing hair and you're going, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not what I bargained for, right? This is not how I feel on the inside, right? That's this right. is not what I expect to be seeing in the mirror. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, all that hair on your hairbrush and down the drain, that really makes you feel bad. Yeah. So the things that you need to look at is definitely look at your thyroid function. Like you already mentioned, a lot of women, thankfully, through education that you know people like yourself, myself, and many other people are doing, Everybody knows now that thyroid does not need to be just in within normal limits. It needs to be optimal. So definitely look at your different thyroid function, look at your free T3, your free T4, your reverse T3, and see if you have enough of the active form of thyroid. So number one. Number two, nutritional deficiencies. We know that our food does not have the same level of nutrients that it once used to. So we really need to focus on looking at the nutritional deficiencies. And in my practice, we actually do a test to see what our patient's micronutrient analysis is. So we look inside their cells to see which of the 33 different vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants they're deficient in. So that's important, along with looking at a detailed analysis of their thyroid. What um, testing are you using to look at the micronutrient deficiency? That's a, that's a great question. I've been using SpectraCell. SpectraCell actually looks inside the white blood cells, and it looks at 33 different vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. Okay. So I've been very pleased with them okay. because they're very um, consistent. Okay. I've been happy with those. I think... 
testing is the testing is a big issue. And for yes. some people who don't have access, even looking at red blood cell magnesium, not serum magnesium, red yes. blood cell magnesium, red blood cell zinc is something that any lab can easily can do for them. Yes. And, and even if they don't have access and the other testing you would recommend? I would, I would definitely look at their iron, the entire iron panel. So iron binding capacity, I would look at total iron and ferritin. So I'd look at that. I would look at their entire thyroid panel. So what I would tell them is TSH, free T3, free T4, thyroid antibodies, as well as reverse T3. So make sure your physician is is ordering all of those, or you can just go into a lab and get those through your insurance. So that would be really key. And then, of course, looking at your cortisol. So, you know, we talked about the stress being a big factor mm-hmm. in losing hair. And we are all under a tremendous amount of stress in today's day and age. But look and see what your adrenals are doing, right? So my favorite way to look at that is by looking at salivary cortisol levels. I like tell my patients, let's look at their saliva and let's look at their cortisol four times during the day, morning, afternoon, evening, as well as nighttime. So it gives you your circadian rhythm and you can see if you have adrenal fatigue. Because once you know you have it, there are many different things we can do to help them out with it. Right. And then finally, your sex hormones which um, you and I talk about all the time, that women really need to look at their estrogen, progesterone, but don't stop there. You need to look at your testosterone, your DHEA. And as you know, you've done a lot of work with DHEA, very important hormone. Melatonin, are they sleeping well? You know, you'd be amazed at how many women out there are sleeping less than five or six hours a night. Now, you and I both know they need at least about seven to eight hours of sleep. I know I can't function without eight hours. My husband already knows, but I haven't slept. He already knows I'm going to be a different person. So these (laughs) are really important things. If you're adding vitamin D, yeah. Absolutely added vitamin D. So definitely do the vitamin D, like you said, RBC, magnesium, zinc, your iron panel, as well as all your thyroid, and then look at your hormones. So those are really important things, but thank you for mentioning the vitamin D. So that's really important. And so definitely talk to whoever your doctor is. Of course, it's great if they have access to a functional medicine doctor, but whoever their doctor is, sometimes we have to teach our doctors what we need, what our body needs. And so that's okay. Just kind of bring it to their attention and make sure they're helping you balance all the different types of hormones and labs. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things when you talk about nutrition, I've actually formulated a great product called Hair, Skin and Nails for, and just about every patient of mine is on it because some of the nutrients that are really important is zinc, biotin, high doses, not just a tiny amount of biotin. You need biotin in about six to 8,000 micrograms of biotin and a good absorbable biotin, not something that you just grab over the counter because you and I both know it's filled with fillers and it's not going to be absorbed. So there are certain companies that I think do a really good job with their hair products. So that's what I've kind of formulated is something with zinc, biotin, and keratin. And those are really important supplements for hair. So definitely measure that and then supplement it and make sure your thyroid's working. And look for Hashimoto's. I mean, how many times have we seen patients and they've never had a test for thyroid antibodies? It's one of those things that unfortunately it's not being tested. And thyroid disease goes untreated until it's so advanced. Correct. That the TSH, you know, our normal hormone that we test is yes. so out of whack, right? Exactly. It goes untested for so long. And for so long. Thyroid antibodies is 
I agree with you. So, so important. Uh, yeah, so important. Yeah, because hair loss, as you and I both know, is a big sign um, that tells us that there might be some Hashimoto thyroiditis going on, right? So, and then the, just to kind of point out along what you're saying, when you're looking at TSH, of course, you and I both know, most labs give you this really wide range, right? 0.4 to about 4.5. When you and I both know, you need to sort of be 0.4 to about 1.5 and no more than two, right? So that's very important for listeners to know where their body's thyroid needs to be. So that's, I think, really important. So when we're talking about causes, those are some important causes that are important for the listeners to know. Let me make sure these things are in check. And then we can certainly jump into, okay, now I've checked this. I know this is what's going on. How am I going to treat my hair loss? Yeah. Let's everybody wants our hair back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all want our hair back. We want it to feel good again, yes, right? Yes, feel luscious and happy yes. and, you know, just feel like it used to feel when we were younger. So I think that's really important. Yeah. So those would be the, the really important supplements, like, like I mentioned. And then protein is really important, you know, because keratin and the hair is very important. And so you want to make sure you're you have a balanced diet. You are not eating inflammatory foods, right? So you and I both know things like gluten and sugars and dairy and other inflammatory foods are going to inflame ourselves here as well as candida, fungal, fungal infections that could be down below and that could be up on our scalp. Mm -hmm. So we need to be keeping that in mind to decrease the candida load in our body and maybe get on a probiotic and make sure we're not eating very high sugar foods. So those things are definitely very, very important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So let's talk about some treatment options then. As, Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because when you talk about fungal, when I was in medical practice, compounding antifungals into solutions yes. to massage into their head for this, you know, like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what's causing this hair loss. You know, yes. this, when we can't figure it out, just having that antifungal topical yes. solutions as well. Um, you bet. That can and, make a difference. Yes. So, you know, and if you don't have access to getting that compounded, maybe even use apple cider vinegar. This is like a really easy thing. People can just get some apple cider vinegar and really like rinse their scalp with apple cider vinegar and then rinse it out. That is very antifungal as well. Some of the other natural DHT blockers, and DHT, as you and I both know, is when testosterone turns into dihydrotestosterone, that can actually cause the hair loss on a hormonal side. So some of the things that work is evening primrose oil, pumpkin seed oil, barrage oil, nettle root, salt palmetto, all of those are natural DHT blockers that women can use to be able to decrease the DHT in their body. So I mean, if they're really suffering with a lot of hair loss, sometimes I actually look at you know, what their ratio is between testosterone and DHT, and those are some important things as well. So let's kind of talk about some of the technologies. There are some fun technologies out there. Ah, okay. Yeah. I've seen laser this, you know, laser, yes. laser therapies. Yes. So, you know, one has to be a little bit careful about lasers because all lasers are not made equal, right? But having said that, low-level laser therapy has been around for decades for hair regrowth. Now, what does it really do? So let's talk about this. So when you have hair on your scalp, your hair follicles should ideally be giving out about two to three strands of hair. So what happens is they need to be 
like say if there is, for an example, there's three strands of hair, they all need to be nice and thick. And then what happens with hair loss is they'll get thinner, thinner, thinner. Mm -hmm. And then one goes away, another goes away, then that one goes away. And then you have essentially hair loss. So first you have thinning hair and then you have hair loss. So the low level laser actually stimulates the hair follicles. So one of the low level laser that I've used for about 10 plus years, and it's on my website, it's called iGrow. What it is, is it's almost like a helmet that you wear. And I've been using it personally for at least eight years. Wow, okay. So, yeah, I mean, because it's super easy. It's almost like wearing a helmet, you plug it in, you have like a little connector to your phone and you're listening to music or working or what have you. It's 25 minutes on your scalp two to three times a week. Easy. What it does is it stimulates your hair follicles to get it again to that point of more hair strands and then thickening the hair strands up. So again, I will definitely say you don't want to just put a helmet on and not worry about what may be causing it because then you're just vicious cycle, right? But this is a great treatment whilst simultaneously looking at the causes and trying to fix the causes. But it definitely is safe. It's efficacious. I've had patients have tremendous results with a combination of therapies. So in my practice, what we do is we definitely balance their thyroid, balance their hormones, balance their nutrients, see where their cortisol levels are, see where their nutrients are, get all that balanced, and then get them on the treatment plan with the hair regrowth nutritional formula, the hair regrowth laser, and then also PRP. Now, I'm sure you've heard of PRP for scalp injections, Anna. Well, I haven't seen it done for scalp injections. Really? About it. Yeah. It's tremendous. I love PRP and the concepts behind it. So let's start with an introduction. Okay, great. Well, PRP is one of my favorite things to do because what it does is it's using the patient's own blood. So we're drawing the patient's blood. We have special tubes that are actually created to be able to separate the platelet-rich plasma from the platelet-poor plasma. So what we're after is the platelet-rich plasma. And so we spin it down and then we get what we need, which is the platelet-rich plasma, grab that out, and then we actually inject it in the scalp. So say, for example, my hair loss was right here and perhaps right here. So I'm going to make sure that I injected where the patient's hair loss issue is. And when you do that, what it's doing is it's getting the stem cells, your own stem cells and your platelet-rich plasma to get in there and start regrowing the hair. So it's pretty awesome stuff because it's your own blood, it's your own platelet-rich plasma stem cells, and you're essentially regrowing hair in the areas where you need it the most. So what we do is, it's just fantastic. We do about three treatments about a month apart. And then depending on the person, you may need some maintenance treatments every three months or six months or whatever your customized approach is that we get you on. So when you combine that with the laser, with the nutrients, and with balancing the hormones, the results are just incredible. Because if you don't do that, then what's your next option? Essentially, grafting, you know, and we, none of us want surgery. None of us want to go that route. So when you actually do the platelet-rich plasma, you can use a microneedling device. Mm -hmm. It creates micro wounds or micro channels to put it in. But right now, the best approach that we found, and we used to do it that way, but the best approach is just to inject it in. We have this, it sounds painful sometimes, right? But it actually is not that uncomfortable. If you think about it, I've had two treatments myself. So why not? Let's make more luscious hair, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I wouldn't say it's painful. I would say it's definitely not something you're going to fall asleep during. 
but we use a cold air device, it's called a zimmer, and we blow the cold air so the cold air will numb your scalp as you receive those injections, which are with tiny, tiny needles, like almost insulin-sized needles. Okay. Yeah, so pretty easy. Well, and that's can, cool. Yeah, it's really cool because it's the latest and greatest. It really yeah. is. And we've got some great videos of it on the website if people are interested in looking at it, but we've done it for males, we've done it for females. In fact, it's really interesting. It's kind of a heartbreaking case, to be honest. I have two young, very young ladies in their early 20s, but they have a very, very strong family history of hair loss. And they're actually coming in for PRP injections of their scalp right now, and they're doing great. They're doing really well. well Can you imagine in the twenty in your twenties to have that self esteem issue? Right? Yeah. Well, and also when you look, you I mean can look around and see people with very very thin hair, you yes. know, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want that to, I don't want to get like that, right? And you wear, especially exactly. if it's your family, and you're looking at your aunts, uncles, you know, yes. grandparents, etc., and they have those issues, and that can be very. A traumatic, but what I love about your style always is that you're getting to the underlying reasons. Like, okay, right. well, there's definitely can be this genetic component that makes us right. more susceptible to it Correct. in the environmental conditions. But Correct. let's enhance that. So you're going through nutrients, going through eliminating toxins or toxic endocrine disruptors yes. that could be causing that, addressing the stress component, yes. and that creates an aggravated dihydrotestosterone level, right? We're going to- You bet. We don't want yep. that. No. And then balancing the hormones, really optimizing the hormones. And yet, let's get to the, like, no yes. ended the root of the problem, right? Yes. Let's, let's yes. get to the hair roots and stimulate yes. them, but not just a one-shot. Let's continue because if we don't fix the underlying issues, then you're going to need this again. Again and again. And you're absolutely right, Anna. It's it's sort of like what you and I always talk about. Get to the underlying root cause, you know, and and I love what you do. You know, when we talk about PRP, we talk about the scalp, but PRP is the same platelet-rich plasma that we use down there for the O-shot, right? I mean, you're very familiar with that because of your awesome product, Juva, right? It's just... It's amazing because it goes hand in hand because for us women, you know, whether it's hair loss, whether it's mood swings, whether it's hormonal issues, whether it's, you know, the female issues, vaginal dryness, atrophy, things like that, we need solutions to all of it. And we want education. We want safety. We want efficacy. We want all of that. And we need it to be a customized, comprehensive approach rather than a shotgun approach. Right. So I always tell people, get rid of those toxins. You know, pay attention to what shampoos you're using. I always get my patients on natural shampoos. Well, let's talk about that. What are the products that you're using that you recommend? So there's a great company that I actually use called Just Natural as far as their shampoo line. It's on my website. It's really clean. And that's who actually makes the shampoo, the conditioner. I really recommend a hot oil treatment because we need that nourishment for our scalp and for our hair. And then I recommend the vinegar rinse, which is by the same company, because Every week or so, we need to just rinse all that stuff out of our scalp so we can start anew because we do have fungal infections that a lot of people have and toxins just clogging up the pores. So when you do sort of that four-step thing, shampoo conditioner on a daily or every other or every third day, I personally don't think we need to wash our hair every day. We need to leave some of the natural oils in the hair. 
So I always tell my patients, try to wash your hair every second day or every third day even. See how long you can go without it. You know, we don't want to have greasy hair, but at the same time, you know, keep some of that natural stuff there. And then rinse your hair out and um, nourish it with the hot oil. So, um, yeah. so I think there's a lot of information, and that's why I I like to give a free ebook to patients so that they can get a lot of this information and not have to spend a dime to try to educate themselves. And then if they want to really dig deeper, then we've created a program, an online program, and it's called Get Your Hair Back with Dr. Shell. So I love it. And then your nutritional supplements that you have yeah. clinical experience with. I mean, they yeah. work. Oh, and gosh. that's a key thing. Tell us the name of your ebook again. Hair loss, seven things you need to know. Okay, so definitely, yeah. and we'll have a link to that. And Dr. Yeah. Shell's website is drshell.com, D-R-S-H-E-L.com. And yeah. your clinic, tell us where your clinic's located in. And So my clinic is in Houston, Texas, and so pretty centralized. We see patients from all over the country and actually all over the world. And we do a lot of telemedicine. So, you know, if patients are interested in just figuring out what they need to do, then they can just schedule for um, initially just a complimentary consultation with one of the consultants and then see if there's something that they really need help with. You know, we like to customize it. There's no one-size-fits-all approach. We have to do it based on what each individual's needs are. Yeah, I'm glad you said that too. And it brings into mind that also we want to heal our hair. We have to put something on it. So the big thing for women with hair loss, men with hair loss was Rogaine shampoo. What are your thoughts about that? Well, again, I mean, because I'm, I try to be really natural with things, there are other natural approaches that you can take for stimulating hair. I'm not opposed to it because there are some people that really need to hit it from all different angles. Yeah. But let's try the natural route first. Let's try to eliminate what may be causing the hair loss first instead of putting a Band-Aid on it. Right, I agree. And plus in the research too, it's not very significant improvement over scalp massage itself, but there is some. So that's another couple percentage points, but everything you said, I recommend. And then our conversation reminds me of the hot oil treatment, reminds me of conversation with Magdalena Walensky, who is from Poland. And she said they grew up really poor. They used eggs to shampoo their hair. So I added that to my hair mask, which was Uh olive oil, then adding an egg and some coconut oil and doing a hair mask, you know, once in a while. And that's a a good thing. But now I think rinsing with the apple cider vinegar, that I'm definitely adding that because we know apple cider vinegar is so good for so many things. For sure. Well, it's really funny. I mean, you know, they say that, you know, our ancestors knew it all, right? We just didn't learn as much as we should have from them. But my mom's staying with me right now and she loves to just put oil in my hair. And I love it. I love the scalp massage. I love that coconut oil. Now, when my husband's right next to me, he's like, oh my gosh, that kind of smells a little bit. And I'm like, no, I love it, you know, but it really gives you the nutrients that you need. So, I mean, if you can do it, use what Anna's recipe is, you know, coconut oil, olive oil and the egg and then just kind of mask it, you know, put the mask on and rub it in. I think it's great nutrition for our hair and our scalp. Yeah. I, I think with the apple cider vinegar, how do you get that? Does the smell come out when you rinse? I'm just asking. It does. You know? okay. it actually, I know. <laughs> it, it actually scary. does. It's like a salad. <laughs> yeah, I know. We feel like a salad up there. It actually does. It doesn't smell bad. I think it, you know, it rinses out and smells kind of fresh actually. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Dr. Shell, for joining us today. And for our listeners, any questions, just put them below. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family. This is information we want to get out because so many women are told that, well, if it's not your thyroid, it's normal when you're coming in with hair loss, but there's a lot more to hair loss than that. And I know you've probably received, as well as I have coming into my office, women are just freaked out and bring me the handfuls of hair that are at the end of the sink. And I know how traumatizing that is after having experienced it myself. So thyroid may be part of the answer, but it may not be, but don't stop looking there. So Dr. Shell has her ebook, Hair Loss, The Seven Things You Need to Know About It. So I highly recommend that. We're going to put the link in our show notes. And this is available on iTunes and YouTube, and we'll post it on social media as well. So again, please be sure to like it. Leave us a review on iTunes as well. That helps us so much. And connect with Dr. Shell at drshell.com. Thank you so much for being with us Thank today. Thank you, Anna. It's been a great pleasure being here. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.